Yeah, here. We're fine. Welcome to Get in the Garage. Hi, Mike. Hey. hey, guys. What's up? Happy to be back. Welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're back in the basement now. Yep. The basement tapes, if you will. Wow. The basement vapes. The basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how was uh, how was it last week? You guys have a good time. We did. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely had a good time. I listened to a bit of the cast that you guys did. Sounded like it was a lot of fun. It was new new and old music reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, fun. I went to a couple museums. You went to a museum? A few museums. Did you see anything? Yeah, I saw a couple things. What'd you see? I saw the Dr. Seuss Museum. Oh, with oh. Ted Gristle himself. That was fun. The Seussium. The Seussium, <laughs> yeah. He's a Seussayer. Uh, it was fun. How and was that old Nazi? He well, you know, <laughs> it's funny because we went in there and I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just well, I'm looking at it at the stuff and I'm like, I'm look, look, you know, because you know, obviously I'm me, so I'm the buzzkill, and I'm like, you know, he uh, he had some uh, anti-Semitic stuff <laughs> back in his early career. Yeah. Jade's like, can't you just enjoy the goddamn cat in the hat? Can't you just enjoy it? <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, to yeah. t- to be uh, contrarian, but I like I like the cat in the hat. Yeah, Jeff, do you like cat in the hat? Uh, sure. The movie kind of sucks, but in a, like, watchable train wreck kind of way. It's no love guru. It's close. <laughs> it's, cl- <laughs> it's close. My little brother had, like, this obsession with that movie, and my mom was like, I don't like him watching it. But then we just let him watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's like an acid trip. It's really far out, right? Paris yeah. Hilton's in it. Alec Baldwin's in it. Paris Hilton's in it. Yeah, she has a cameo. Oh, my God. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, Alec Baldwin is hot. the grumpy old stepdad or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mike Myers is the cat. Awful. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> six six paws down. Terrible. Six paws down. Um, yeah, so we went to the Dr. Seuss Museum. We went to... Uh, Wh- which is located where? It's where in Springfield, Massachusetts. Uh, the birthplace of Theo, right? Theodore Geisel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was born there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We went to, like, there was a fine arts museum, another arts museum, and natural history museum, which was kind of depressing because it was, like... Stuffed animals and bones and shit. Yeah, but it was, like, you could tell that they haven't really had the funding in a while, (laughs) so, like, all the videos were from, like, the 1980s, like, the little screens are, like, the African ostrich. The museum has unintentionally become history itself. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the cycle's complete. <laughs> they, they they put a larger museum around that museum to show off the old museum. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but the Fine Arts Museum was cool. And then there it was... It was fine. It was fine. It was, it was fine. fine. You know, I got to say, I mean, the visual arts, it's a tough one for me. Why? And the, in the way that it's like... You know, there's they had they had like uh, they had a Monet, which was very nice. And they had some, you know, kind of like, you know, 16th through 18th century, like Italian pieces and stuff, which was very, very nice. But once you get into 
the sort of abstract area. It's just, you know, look, if you can get something from those paintings, like I'm happy for you, but I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't connect with me. It's just like, this is, yeah. it just looks like they just splattered paint on a canvas and they were like, it's art. And I, I just, I that's the thing with art, especially like post 1900, really you either immediately connect to it or you're, or you kind of don't really understand it or, I think the thing is, I, I think the reason why a lot of people, because like my cousin is an artist, he lives in New York, and I was talking to him about it, and he's like, th- I think the thing that they nerd out on about it is it's 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 less the idea of like creating something that looks realistic or you know what I'm saying, and more about sort of like the application, right? It's like yeah. the technique that's involved with creating these people, these pieces rather. So. Um, so I get it. It's interesting, but it's like, you know, it's, I guess you could, you could kind of like turn it into like, it's, it's certain types of music. You know what I mean? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, this is kind of far out, but you know, it doesn't connect with everybody. If you get it, you get it. You know, I mean, I like some kind of out there music too, so I guess I can understand, you know, so. Yeah. But um but why, yeah, why did you go to all these museums? Uh we just it was we went to a wedding on Saturday night uh, and then Sunday uh we spent two nights in Springfield. And uh and yeah, so Sunday we just kind of like did like a day trip sort of thing and you know, enjoyed some museums and went and had some uh some good German food, which was nice. We had some bratwurst. Very nice. And some sauerkraut. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. So yeah, it was fun. I also had to there was a lot of homeless people there, which was kind of depressing. I mean, it's a city in quotes. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So you know. Yeah. Everybody all around the world. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We had a homeless man charge our car. Really? Oh yeah. Charge. Yeah, he like came running up to our car. What do you mean? Oh, I thought you meant like electrical charge. No, 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 no. Like, what are you talking? Can about? I plug this in for you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, we were like, how thoughtful. We were trying to get back to the hotel, and you know, it's Massachusetts, so it's not like New York in the way that it's like everything kind of like makes sense and it's like a grid. Yeah, everything in Massachusetts is like these nonsense, ridiculous like roundabouts and yeah. one ways and all that stuff. So I was like trying to get back to the hotel, and of course, you know, I mean, it was. It was late Saturday night, so everything was mobbed because there's a big club scene out there and stuff. And uh, we're, like, driving down this main strip, and all of a sudden this dude just comes charging at the car. And he's like, hey! And he yells at it, like, what the fuck? And we just, like, peeled out. Like, Jay's like, oh, my God! She, like, locked the doors and rolled the windows up. She's it's probably just a normal guy, like, hey, my, my, my family bl- needs to borrow your, blinker, your phone. Your yeah. blinker's out. Your gas yeah. cap's yeah. open. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You guys are such country mice, man. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was it was it was an experience. Well, yeah, let's just say lots of addiction and mental health issues and all that kind of stuff and yeah. Cities have more resources than out here in the sticks, so people can kind of scrape by and so they yeah. they try their best and Yeah. But all in all, a yeah, fun experience. experience. I got to say though, like trying to sleep at night was kind of it's just different, you know, like we're out here and it's quiet. And we're, like, trying to sleep at this hotel that's in the middle of downtown Springfield. And all you hear is, like, police sirens and yeah. car alarms. And 
Just not my. Uh, I mean, you're, just, you're describing Springfield as if it's the big city. It's like the 600th biggest yeah, city man. in America. I'm <laughs> like, Life what are you talking cities? about, dude? Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, have you ever been to downtown Springfield? Have you ever stayed at the Marriott Sheridan in downtown Springfield? Two thumbs down. Dude, no, you too know much why? Noise. Let me tell you, the bed was so uncomfortable. <laughs> Let noise. me tell you, I've driven through Springfield and went, I'm good. Yeah, there's nothing going on here. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, that's Clyde. what happened Sunday night because we're Clyde like, we hit all these museums and it was like 530. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, everything's closed now, so there's nothing to do. So we we hung out in the hotel room and watched Ancient Aliens <laughs> and just did that's pretty much it. So Country boy in a big city. <laughs> Life in the big city. Here we go. Fall songs, everyone. Fall happy, songs. happy fall. It is the first week of fall officially, and boy, do I feel it, man. It's officially twelve under 12 hours a day of sunlight. It's crispy. As as of yesterday. It is crispy. It's crispy it's out. Crispy. This it's morning. 45 in the morning. And oh, I love 65 it. 65 in the afternoon. I love it. I love it. I don't love the short days, but I do like the temperature. I like crisp, mm. cool, and dry. Uh, you are dressed for fall. I am, yes. Yeah, yeah, so I so enjoy you're it. you go lumberjack He's tree. got Babe the Blue Ox tied up outside. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. So, yes, we're welcoming in fall with some album can we take a pause too? Yeah, of course. Fall. That's like a fucking redneck. I like to refer to it as autumn. Autumn. Yeah. Like like a like a sophisticated individual. Like a sophisticated man. <laughs> fall. That's why we have Why do we call fall? You know, cause all them leaves be falling. So we call fall. <laughs> Listen, I like to say fall. We should call spring grow, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that is how it should be. Yeah. <laughs> should we call it getting colder? And then cold and then Bob, Bob, God darn it, it's too dang hot out tonight. They should call Winterfall because that's when the snow falls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just idiot. There's idiot fall, snowfall, rainfall, and <laughs> sun. <laughs> so anyway, but yes, autumn, I agree. I, first I, week of fall or autumn. Sophisticated. And uh, we're, we're going to be doing a roundtable round discussion about some of our favorite albums that remind us of fall, of autumn, of these Brisker, brisker, brisk. more brisk, more brisk, more brisk days. No, that's, not, that's brisk, baby. <laughs> um, and you know all the stuff that comes with this season, like apple picking and the leaves changing, and, and the pumpkins. wearing sweaters and pumpkins and flannel. And Michael's flannel. trip to the big city. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, boys. I'm going off to the big city. Gonna um, go make something of myself. <laughs> So we're just going to throw out a couple albums and maybe some of these albums we have all heard of or listened to and maybe they'll be new to some of us. But we're just going to give some recommendations for any of you people listening out there who want to uh, kind of, you know, want, now that the sun goes down at six o'clock, you can put on these albums after dinner time and yeah. enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. Some will uplift you. Some will probably depress you. I try my best to go in the non-depressive direction. Oh no, this is where the I'm. This is where I I welcome seasonal depression uh, with open arms. I st- I just I'm fully embrace it. it. I, I'm fully prepared to fight it this year for the first time. I think. Um, so let's let's go by age. Let's start with Lukey. What's your uh, what's how about let's do this? This will be out of order, but if you could start with your first choice as being like the first one you definitely thought of as your number one. As my number one. As like this is fall. This is fall. Yeah. Okay. Autumn. Sorry, this is autumn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't spring. 
don't spring that on me right now. All right. Well, let's, well, let's spring into this list. All right. Anyway, so my first one that I thought of was Something Else by Cannibal Adderley. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. The lead-off song, uh, Autumn, Autumn Leaves, Leaves, is amazing. Um, it reminds me of Crisper Days. Um, I first got this album, I think, in Autumn. Um, and, uh, yeah, I remember listening to it probably around, like, 2015 16 um in the fall and being completely obsessed with it and listening to it all the time it's got a real like relaxed vibe it's really cool um all the songs got great melody to them um and of course like the lead-off song being autumn leaves just is like the ultimate fall song for me yeah. i don't think any song will like top it um for this time of year and uh yeah it's just real classy and um real like mysterious sounding and yeah. i don't know if it's like filled with like change if you will and yeah. you know that kind of stuff so what's the lineup on that is is miles on that miles, miles davis yeah he's on Mikey. yep and sam jones uh who's is it billy Cobb? no drummer is billy joe jones i think I know two. No, no, the drummers are Art Blakey. Blakey. Art Blakey. Uh, Miles Chambers. Davis on, yeah, Paul Chambers is on bass. I think that sounds right to me. Sam Jones on bass. Sam Jones. Close. Oh, Hank Jones on piano. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I really, yeah. really. Think this is this, what sixty maybe. Uh, fifty. I think it's the same year yeah, as kind of blue. But yeah. Yeah. Um, this album just really like has that. I don't know, cold air vibe, and it's yeah. jazz and uh, you know relaxing and good. Yeah, I feel like that that album is a nice one that like if you put on on a nice autumn day, and you're just like kind of watching the leaves gently sort of fall, float off of the trees. It mm -hmm. kind of has this nice sort of ambiance about it in the uh, in the autumn. So yeah, man, great pick. I love that song too. Autumn leaves is like one of my favorite jazz standards of all time. Oh. Dun, dun, just the dun. the chromatic movement of the chords, uh, so beautiful. Uh, and then Miles when he comes in, ba -da, ba -ba -da. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. Nice, great pick. Yeah, yeah, nice pick. I love that album. Great, great pick. Did any of you have that on your list? No, no. Oh, I, I felt good about it. Specifically, I did consider it, and then I thought, you know, someone else might pick it. And Autumn Leaves itself is a little on the nose, but. It was Great on, choice. I chose on the nose. Yeah, good choice. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go for my first pick with the self-titled Fleetwood Mac album. Uh, 75. 75, yeah. And I, you know, I mean, Rumors is the one, you know, but I feel like this one kind of like is in the shadow of it almost a little bit, you know? I considered Rumors, but then I listened to Rumors and I thought Rumors is a spring album for me. Yeah. Because it's that similar coldy, crispy, detached, and emotional and stuff, but it has less of the dusk feeling than this one does. Because this one has yeah. Rhiannon. Yeah, this one has Rhiannon. It has uh, Let's see um, big my off. favorite Christy McVie song on here. Which one? Uh, we have Monday Morning, Warm Ways, Blue Letter, um, Rhiannon, Over My Head, Crystal, Say You Love Me. Yeah, that's Say it. You love me, yeah. Say You Love Me. Say You Love Me, yeah. That you love me. Uh, Landslide 2 is on oh, this. Oh, right. That's the other big, big. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was one. It's, um, you know, it was a, 
it was a pretty frequent spin in the Thresher household, along with rumors. Rumors probably more so than this one. But, um, but yeah, this record, excuse me, um, I just like it. I, I, you know, I think front to back, like I said, rumors is though is considered the one. But uh, but between this one and rumors, I usually kind of reach for this one more. So why is this more of a fall album for you then? I just think, well, I mean, obviously, like, the witchy quality that has that is Stevie Nicks is sure. a little bit spooky, a little Halloween-ish. I think Rhiannon is literally about a witch. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> was I think it was featured, I think Rhiannon was the song that was featured in the uh, the Coven season of, um, it is. what oh, was it, American Horror, Horror Story. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's got that kind of, like, mystical, witchy yeah, kind of quality yeah. to it, which, of course, like, you can't help but think of, of, of autumn when you think of witches and Halloween and spookies and all I'm that. A, I'm going to get a little deeper on you. I feel like this is Fleetwood Mac's first album with the Americans on it. Yeah. And uh, it's got, like, that great, like, American, like, it, they, they're bringing in, like, even, like, on, like, Say You Love Me. It's like uh, it's got like that banjo part in it in the solo, and it's and it's just like more of like the American harvesty vibe anyway, like folk and country right, right. influences and the stacked layered harmonies that are on all these songs yeah. are super like m- like more in the American like folk you know like sure. that kind of thing, um, and I think having that mixed in just makes it more of like the that kind of vibe and that kind of instrumentation and a more yeah. acoustic-y. And, and not for nothing, you know. I used to hate on Lindsey Buckingham a lot, but man... He's like my favorite guitar player of all time. Yeah, like going, going, <laughs> like yeah, well, up. yeah, going back and, li- and like <laughs> listening to this album again, yeah. like in preparation, I was like, God damn, dude, he is such a good guitar player. Like, and he's he doesn't use a pick, he's all fingers. Like, it's just he, and he does a lot of this like, you know, almost, Cl- almost kind of like, picking. yeah, and almost kind, it, it's almost like the technique. I'll say is almost very. It's reminiscent of like the early folk mm-hmm. kind of thing where he does a lot of like, you Cotton know, doing, picking. yeah, and doing the um, to, well, <laughs> uh, well, that's what, it's not named after. The act of picking cotton. It's named after the person who invented it, Elizabeth Cotton. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, freight train. Dum 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 dum. The act of playing bass line and then accompaniment on one guitar. Right, right. Elizabeth Cotton. Yeah. Cotton picking. Okay, so there we go. Not racist. Not racist. Long pause for reflection. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Trigger warning. No. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, it's just... Uh, Folksier, melancholy, yeah. you know, all the harmonies. Yeah. yeah Especially in Rhiannon. 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 Like, it's... Yeah. Also, because nothing here in this album feels too, like... Like, don't Rockin'. stop yeah, thinking yeah. about tomorrow. Like, that's not on this record. Yeah. It's definitely more of a mellow vibe. Yeah, and even Landslide, too. It's, you know... Yeah. I do love that song. I do love that song. So there you go. Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac. I, I didn't even consider that. I, I considered, I considered rumors, and I, then I'm like, nah, that's spring. I didn't even consider this album, but you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice. My first choice, um, like a lot of my choices, it came out in fall. So like almost all my choices either came out in fall. So that's why I played them to death in that period, and I remember specifically them being fall albums. Or they remind me of that time of year. 
but um it was from 2007 came out i think in october and uh it's in rainbows by radiohead which was a highly anticipated radiohead album um i don't think they had released an album for four years before that and uh they were coming out of their more electronic music phase and people were wondering like well where are they gonna go to next um the album preceding this had more of their rock type stuff and well, it was okay computer was before this one no, OK Computer was 97, then Kid A, Amnesiac, and Hail to the Thief. So this was this was a decade after OK Computer, and when this album came out, though, it, it reminds me of Fall because I played it to death in that fall, but also the instrumentation and the vibe of this album, it sounds for the first time in their career like very unadorned and very like just perfect, pristine versions of like live in the studio. So I know that's not how it actually was recorded, but like things are so stark and so um, natural sounding. There's a lot of acoustic guitar on this album, which was not a new thing, but like to have this much was pretty new for them. Uh, there's some songs on this album that have heavy strings, which I think is a very big fall feeling for me. Um, is this like string accompaniment on a couple of the songs? Um, yeah, so, and this was the album that came out kind of like midlife for all these guys, I believe they were all in their... Um, the, f- the autumn ab- of life? Yeah, they are all, like, about to turn 40 because they were all between, like, 36 and 39 years old. And, um, yeah, I still put on this album, and it's 10 tracks, and it's one of my favorite albums, but I'm instantly just thinking about, like, the fall weather and the fall feeling and days getting darker and... I knew you were going to pick a Radiohead album. I was like, Fall and Jeff. I was like, the weather starts getting colder. Jeff's like, let me put on some Radiohead. Radiohead is my favorite band, um, but it's also a band that's like so moody and emotional and thinking and all those things that I don't listen to them a ton currently um, because it does put me in a very specific place. But I did listen to a handful of the albums to really figure out because I had three that I, were think- that I was thinking about. But the other ones I thought about, um, Amnesiac, I think after listening to it, that's more of a like winter turning into spring type of feeling for me. And then um, A Moon-Shaped Pool is like straight up winter, winter feeling for me. So I felt yeah, very weird about like what constituted a fall album because mm-hmm. it's just like straight up your opinion. Yeah, which is like funny, but I'm like, what? What is? What feels like fall? Yeah, acoustic guitars for me. That's fall. Yeah, yeah. Strings but, on anything is fall. But then when I like thought of like what what do I think like Jeff thinks fall is, I was like, oh, Radiohead. I yeah. feel. Yeah. I I'm hoping Mike picks the album. I hope he does, because I feel like he will. Mm. So anyway, what's your second pick, Luke? My second pick is London Calling by The Clash. Um, it's a big album. Um, it's just for me, I think when I was like in high school, this would be like something I listened to a lot around this time. And for some reason, like the cold, like the cold air, like, and just like the nature of this album and the way, like the, what the, like the songs are about. Um, has like a lot, just even like the title track, it's like cold and got the down, down, down kind of thing. But then the rest of the album has a lot of like melodic, 
kind of like melancholy e songs that I would listen to a lot around this time of year, like Lost in the Supermarket, Lovers Rock, Train in Bane. Um, you could see that I'm a very big Mick Jones fan from all those songs. Um, but I really like stuff like that. And then even songs like Jimmy Jazz hit really, really well in the fall and like Rudy Can't Fail. I just feel like for me this is very, very fall. And the way that this album sounds too, right. it's very live band, not a ton of overdub shit on this record, which is why I also feel like it's got a lot of like fall vibes for me because it's just everything. It's not like dense. It's really open and airy. Um, and yeah. Yeah, you hear the space on this album a lot. Yeah, like when I was like yeah. fall, and then even like the the front cover, like the al like the colors, the pink and the green. I don't know why it just all fits for like fall for me. Yeah, you know, I feel like that's it's like it's good music when you think of like sitting outside of kind of like a divey music venue, like smoking cigarettes, and it's like getting cold and crisp outside. I would say. You know? I would say like this is like the uh, the punk rockers. So like all summer you've been punk rocking and you've been like you know you've been listening to your sweaty hot black flag and your Ramones and the California Sun all that good shit right and then like it starts to get colder and then you're like you know maybe you're thinking a little bit more and like these songs are a little more mellow paced mellow tempo. There's nothing like super fast on here. It's reflective, you know. Yeah. And that's why I think the yeah. you know. Great fall record. Reflective record. Reflective fall. Autumn. <laughs> um, well, my next pick might be a pick that is sort of what Luke thinks that or hopes that I'm going to pick, but it's a little bit of a curveball in that zone. I If I think of October and cold and Halloween and spooky, you can't not listen to type O fucking negative. What? Typo <laughs> negative, baby. Not what I thought you were going to go with. All right, let's hear No, one. that's not the one. I figured you thought that was the one that you thought that I was going to pick. Why is typo negative a a Well, because the lead singer band. is a vampire. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, for real. And I'm, the album I'm going to pick is October Rust, which is not the... Bloody Kisses is like the, 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 the typo negative record. That's, like, probably the most popular one anyway. Before you continue, I saw a girl walking down the street in a typo negative shirt the other day and went, that's odd. It was just very odd. Continue. I, I, did, I, I don't no. see it often. Jade and I just bought typo negative t-shirts. No, com no comment. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, this is like, this is like vampiric orgy music is yeah. what the fuck this is. But it's very, it is, it's very, like, dark and moody and yeah. gothic and it's just like you know there's a lot of like kind of like spooky kind of like organ parts in it and it's it's so like it's like weird and kind of like sexual and like you know there's a lot of inappropriate like there's one song on there where the, the he literally just keeps repeating i'll do anything to make you come like he just keeps saying it oh and you're like oh my god so what you're telling me mike is slow gothic music about making people come it makes it makes, makes me think, think of autumn <laughs> <laughs> no but it's the whole vibe Someone you know say, it's the come, vibe let's go pick some pumpkins yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i could go for a pumpkin spice latte right about now and a hot <laughs> Hot apple cider is what he was going to say. Yeah. Um, hot chocolate. Hot chocolate. 
Uh, yeah, I and I knew. You know what's funny is like I, I was talking to Jade, my wife, earlier, and uh, she's like, "So, like, did you construct your list?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And I read it off to her, and I'm like, "The only one I'm nervous is about is about typo negative because I know the guys are gonna give me shit for it, <laughs> or at the very least, I'll get an eye roll for it." But um, talk about the queen of autumn music, your wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. That's all she listened to all year long. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's, it has always fall in my house, okay? Like, all the leaves are brown all year long in my house. Um, so, yeah, typo negative. It's not for everybody, but fall, usually, like, I kind of, like, fall, when I get into fall is kind of when I start doing a little bit more of the heavier music. I start getting into a, a, more metal and stuff like that. And uh, winter is usually, like, the extreme metal era where you know or i should say season for me whereas i find fall i really start kind of leaning into sort of that heavier sludgier sort of like you know the stoner stuff and then also like this sort of goth stuff uh you know life of agony typo negative stuff like that we are the complete opposite yeah sure yeah definitely yeah Jeff, that's, what, what you got that's, that's why like our content's paul, like good. paul abdul said opposites attract that's right um, my my next choice uh, came out in the fall of 2016. Uh, one of my favorite albums of all time, and that's Blonde by Frank Ocean. Uh, this is a very fall album to me because this is that uh, hip hop influenced R and B music, but there's not a lot of like beats beats on this album. It's a lot of very like confessional and sprawling and disjointed songs that are kind of like sketch on on first listen you think they're like sketches of songs and then you go back and the more you listen to it more you listen to it the more you're like oh no this dude like purposely made this exactly this way to have all these like cracks and fissures and uh like imperfections in the music and uh yeah it just this album i play all every season but i played it a lot when it came out in the fall and it does have a fall mood because there's a lot of um, organ and like synths that are and keyboards that are like I would say like chillier kind of like Rhodes sounds which are like very bell like and soft um, and it's just very it's very moody in a good way like it's not depressing moody it's like exploring your own psyche type of mo moody and uh, yeah it's always been very fall feeling to me highly recommend it it's a uh, it's like 16, 17 songs, and it is, uh, it never lets up. It's really great. And it gets better the more you listen to it. First listen, second listen, third listen, I was like, uh, I kind of wish it was more like his first album. And then by like the fifth listen, I'm like, oh no, this is like three times as good as his first album. Right on. Yeah, I can't say I've listened to that album. I mean, we, we did discuss Channel Orange at yeah. one point mm -hmm. in the past. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's the only record of his that I've I've really listened to. So I'll have to uh, I'll have to give that record. Yeah, a the listen. comparison I make is like, um, for people who are fans of Prince, like Channel Orange is kind of like Purple Rain, and then Blonde is like Sign of the Times, where it's like, it's just a more uh, expansive and emotionally deeper and not as potent and powerful, but like just as uh, effective. I like. Um, also, that's been coming up in my uh, some of my Spotify playlists after I listened. We listened to that record mm. uh, and talked about it. Oh, some of his other music has been coming up. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I dig this. I dig this. I'll leave it on. Yeah. 
What's your next pick, Luke? My next pick, um, I'm going to go for one that I feel is um, <clears throat> actually someone like we don't really talk about a ton on the show. Um, even though like I'm a big fan, I feel like my uh, phase, you know, kind of has gone through. But uh, I'm gonna, it's the ultimate on the nose fall record. It's Harvest by Neil Young. Oh, mm-hmm. that was on my list. I knew it was. Yeah. This is the one I thought you would pick, but I just I chose it. I, oh man, look at that. Um, it's so fall. Like the first time you get into this record, and like if it's in the fall, I mean, come on, like. Out in the weekend, it's so, like, sleepy and, like, driving is cold. It's reflective. Like, all the songs, old man is a young man singing about, you know, an older, you know, generation looking at yourself and um, needle and damage done. Um, crazy song on here that I don't think uh, is very autumn-like at all, but in crazy is Man Needs a Maid. Uh, and I just kind of, because I don't like that song at all. It's abrasive compared to, like, the beauty of the rest of this album. Um, and it's also got the killer songs, Heart of Gold, which, right. you know, everyone's heard a jillion times. It's just super, it's super, obviously, it's got the whole cliche of, you know, the harvest and all that. And, but it's also just evokes that, like, time of year. It's very, and the instrumentation of it, too. Yeah. Is, Even the album cover the just looks so, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's all those it's fall bre- tones. Yeah, it's the fall tones. It's the singing on it. It's the nothing is like you know. Um, it's a great record. It's it's just you know it's the uh, obligatory, uh, you know, one. This is such a fall album. I don't think I would ever listen to it if it wasn't fall. Yeah, like this. I'm not like pulling this one out in the middle of summer. Yeah, right. But, but like you hear those like crispy drums of like out in the weekend coming. You know, like. You know. Yeah, every like yes, the songs have like this nice sort of like walking pace to them. Everything is very mellow. But yeah, a man needs a maid. Write that song. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I hate that song so much. <laughs> uh, my favorite tune on this whole record is uh, "Going to the Country." Are you ready for the country? Yeah. Slipping and sliding. Yeah, and his voice too. It's like so like it's not for everybody. But I I enjoy like the like the warble yeah, in his voice like that. It's classic. It's almost kind of like when Justin Timberlake does the BGs. The BGs like it reminds me a little bit of that. I always say his voice is like if Tom Petty was a member of the BGs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for then sure. Tom Petty is Bob Dylan sung on key. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob Dylan is just well, Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan is a, is a cigarette filter that can sing. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> He's just got that patina on him at all times. So, yeah, I mean, I'd have to say you can't. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the, my number one fall record if it yeah autumn. Yeah, for sure. Truly, I'm a Neanderthal. I'm a fall guy. I'm a Neanderthal. Neanderthal. <laughs> um. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. I hate it so much. I Come on, it. you think what? You, you think you're gonna say something like that and let you get away with it? Come on now. Of course. Um, well, speaking of like the singer songwriters and stuff, I'm my next pick is gonna be Tom Petty. Whoa, oh. what are you pointing at? I was like, oh, what is it? Oh, okay. So I'm like, why are you pointing? Which one? At me? First album? Into the Great Wide Open. Okay. Because I think that well, also the album cover is sort of like this. What appears to be like a quaint little New England town with the foliage changing 
and um, you know, you have like the song into the great wide open, like learning to fly. Like th- I just, I don't know this. I mean, maybe it's just because this was a regular spin in our house in the fall time. You know, when did this album come out? Uh, this album this came out later. in 1993 or four. Uh, 91. 91. I was close. Oh yeah, 89's song, Full but... Room Fever. This is 91. Yeah. I, see, I like um, the, I I this is a I I dig this record, but if if I'm talking Tom Petty in the, the autumn season, I'm going um, Wildflowers, for me. Sure. Oh yeah. From like 94. Yeah. I guess yeah. That one just feels a bit more like you know. But I think when I think of Wildflowers, I think of spring. Hmm. So sure. But into the great wide open. Into the great wide open. That's the name. Of the I album. like it. Yeah, that's the name of the album. Great yeah, single. Yeah. I'm not familiar with it. I do know "Learn to Fly." Oh, yeah. Have you seen the music video for "Into the Great Wide Open"? No. Highly recommended. Johnny Depp is uh, oh. in the music video. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cinematic. Hmm. I like it's it. Pretty, it's pretty cinematic. It, I mean, what, what, when I, why I say this is like it's like really long and like yeah. Johnny Depp is like in. But Tom Petty was always good for like interesting music videos. What was the one where it was the Alice in Wonderland? Don't come around here no more. Yeah, yeah. Great tune. Um. So yeah, I just again, it's I. You know, like Luke said, like it's kind of tough when you think of like what do you attribute autumn to in terms of albums and stuff like that. And I guess it's just for me anyway. It's like, what are the albums that usually come into rotation around fall? And Jade being obviously the huge Tom Petty lover that she is, uh, this was a. Uh, a regular spin. And I found this record, the actual record itself at a flea market, and I only paid like $4 for it. And can, I we like, f- can we find Jade a shirt that says Mom Petty? <laughs> yes, we should <laughs> definitely get that shirt for her. It's somewhere on the internet. Yeah, there's got to be one. <laughs> Mom Petty. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, Into the Great Wide Open, 1991, Thomas Petty. A Petty. rebel without a clue. <laughs> The ghoul himself. Uh, also, let's say, yeah, reminding me of Halloween. Just look at the guy. He looks Jack like a Skellington. He looks like a ghoul. Yeah, the crypt keeper. He is, man. He's a he's a oh, ghoul. He is now. He's a ghoul. Well, oh. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. He's into the great wide open. Yeah, he well certainly is. He 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 finally backed down. <laughs> All due respect to Tom Petty and Tom Petty Estate. <laughs> All right, so my, anyway. next, my next pick is uh, it's an album that maybe even more so than my first two picks, it's like fully, fully, fully fall sounds and colors and textures and moods. And that is from 2005. It's Illinois by Sufjan Stevens, which was like this big critical darling when it came out. And he was like the next hope of folk music. And this was the second album in a series that he had made about U.S. states. So all the tracks, all the lyrics have to do with historical matters from the state of Illinois. The album is uh, Sufjan plays a lot of mandolin and acoustic guitar. And then his band is augmented with like vibraphone and clarinet and flutes and a lot of orchestral type of things that really just (laughs) make the music. It's very reminiscent of the music of the... uh, the Peanuts specials, so that Vince Guaraldi type of stuff where it's very kind of like tranquil but but peppy and poppy type of piano-based music. 
just like the Vince Guaraldi stuff, Sufjan's music, there's a lot of songs in 5-4 or 7-8, like weird, kind of jazzy type of um, feelings. What year, what year is this? 2005. 2005. Um, and this album, like, I think it's like 25 tracks, but maybe 10 of them are kind of like interludes in between songs. And it's very much like folk, folk, folk meets kind of like an inventive, experimental, like indie rock type of thing. Mm. Highly recommend it, though. Um, this did have the big, big song, Chicago, which was like used in a bunch of commercials and the movie Little Miss Sunshine and blah, 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 blah. Oh, OK, um, OK. But like straight up, I I've, I haven't listened to this album in a couple of years before listening to it for this podcast and uh, Chicago, to me, has always been like a middle of the, maybe even as good as middle of the pack as far as the rest of the tracks, because this album is so loaded with just beautiful music um, that's just very, like, very emotional. And the way the way he sings is this, like, soft and sweet and sad, and he just has a voice that, even now, I think he's like 46, and his albums now, like, his voice remains the same. Um, but yeah, Illinois, the other one, Michigan, which came out, I think two years before Illinois, Michigan is a little icier, a little colder, a little bit more winter feeling. But the, if you put on Illinois, you'll hear immediately like, oh, this is a fall feeling. So highly, highly recommend it. If you guys haven't checked it out, uh, either you two or any listeners out there, like throw it on, uh, see if you enjoy it. I'm sure you'll find some songs to enjoy. I'll have to uh, definitely check this out. Yeah, same here. One of my favorite tracks is a, a song called John Wayne Gacy Jr. Oh, my God. <laughs> and because, like all the other songs on this album, it has to do with someone in Illinois. So the, the song is about John Wayne Gacy Jr. growing up in Illinois and being abused by his mom and, like, you know, what could have been avoided if you were loved and all the lives that were ruined because your mother didn't love you and stuff like that. It's... It's like heartbreaking and so just like it makes you think about things and yeah, uh, yeah, great perspective and great, great, uh, just great inventive folk kind of jazzy type of songwriting. Yeah, it was the uh, the interesting time of uh, all those like folk musicians like doing like outlandish things yeah. and trying to like stuff like there's like a Bright Eyes record where they didn't sure. use a drum set and they yeah. just used like. Um, you know, a percussion right. section instead. You're like, that's that's a choice. Yeah. So that's a, that's a choice. I'm interested yeah. to hear like what that sounds like. Yeah, check it out. It was man. like you know that time of period in music was very uh, interesting and in, in the folk idiom. Yeah. Yeah. There's just some like really really top notch um, songs on this. I mean, you think I about think my, my my favorite song, not John Wayne Gacy, because that is a great song, but the track before that, "Come On Feel the Illinois," which like a couple song, a couple songs on this, it's like a song suite, so it's very Beatlesy because it's like the first two minutes is one thing, and then it like tr- it totally changes after the bridge in the middle to a completely new song that still makes sense with the first part, but it's like now we're in a halftime feel and yeah. yada yada, um, yeah, great music, and I hadn't listened to it in men- in at least five six years, and I'm glad I went back and listened to it. See, that's always one of those records I see all the time, and I'm like, that's probably a good record, but like nobody's ever said to me like, hey man, that's a good record. Like you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like just no one's ever been like, hey, like that's good to be like, you know, to uh, uh, confirm my suspicion. Yeah. yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, I, so I, I think Thank most you. of his records that come out are very good. He actually just put out a new one this weekend. Um, but if I were to pick one, like save, because I I own when I bought CDs, which hasn't been seven eight years since I bought them. But when I was buying CDs, I owned every single Sufjan Stevens record, hmm. and this is the one I would save in the fire. That's we I've never heard of this. Like I've never heard. Oh, of Oh, he was like this was like one you of know the, you know these album covers. Yeah, you like, definitely like know straight it. up. Th- like for this four years, he was like number six on Rolling Stone magazine's year end. Oh, list. okay. Yeah, you've seen that a ton. Though. Yeah, yeah. I d- yeah. I just never. I n- I guess I just never put two and two together. Kind but of this, thing. You know? This is his other one. Seven Swans was before okay. that, and then he had the Michigan one before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, these okay. were these were these were like Spin Magazine and Rolling Stone and alternative, you know, all the well, critical darlings. Yeah, critical darlings. And for good reason, man. Beautiful voice and just like really solid songwriting. That's just intricate and interesting. And yeah. yeah. You want to take a break? Yeah, I can take a break. I could use some more coffee. You want to do some commercials? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do some ads. We'll sell you some tie. So, sell you some Today what? brought to you by Colgate. Yeah, man. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Brush your goddamn teeth. Floss, more importantly. Floss. Yeah, floss. Yeah. Floss is the boss. Yeah. Between your teeth, not in your life. <laughs> we'll be right back. Most of us, i.e. comedians, treat open mics as a necessary evil. But not Silas P. Every week, Silas talks to a veteran of the sights, sounds, and smells of the Philly open mic scene, sharing stories of momentary triumph and lingering failure with enough shit talk sprinkled in to make you listen to hear your name. I'm like 35% sure that I'm in there. So pay attention, hang out in the room, and maybe you'll learn why you got bumped on the launching pod. Welcome back to... Welcome, welcome, welcome. 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 Beautiful. Nice. Welcome back. Couple more picks. We're fall doing records. some fall favorites. Autumn. Autumn. Favorite autumn picks. Autumn. Well, let's autumn. get to the bottom <laughs> of autumn. <laughs> oh, getting to the bottom. So, Luke, what's your uh, fourth selection of a... Of a album that's reminiscent of the season for you okay all right here we go i am going to choose um one that i so i looked back on my uh also part of us i looked back on my instagram from like years ago to see what records i enjoyed in past past autumns before oh that's a good uh that was that's a good approach yes because all my things are records and i I remember when i found that dr john record it was in september early september and i spun it forever afterwards and that would be dr john's in the right place um dr john or yeah (laughs) Right place, wrong time. Dr. John. Um, that record for me, I found that record in you know September. I was really happy about it. I remember going home and I was spinning it, and I just remember like this record for me has that like um, it's definitely does not sound like the band at all, but somewhat has that kind of earthy yeah. like vibe to it. Obviously, Dr. John's New Orleans. Uh, the Meters are the backing band for this. Um, mm. I would say that this record for me is like a autumn record because it's it's just like it's so easygoing. Mm. None of you know it's like um very like um it's very like 
chill for me with the with the air you know like such a night like dum 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 bum 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 i yeah. like picture you know like it's starting to get a little colder and like all that kind of stuff um and for me it just grooves like it's a you know like jeff's saying like a lot of like acoustic things are more like kind of the fall vibe but this was one i tried to think of that was off kilter and but i definitely had enjoyed in this season so yeah. you know what, what album again uh right place wrong time yeah you've seen that that the cover that's if there's a dr john album for sale at any sort of fye or whatever see i always store. get him confused with leon russell oh as far as how he, the album covers yeah 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 so uh and like this record too it's like the quintessential dr john record because it's the one with the big hit on it um so like if you want to know like who right. Dr. John is too? Like this would also be a, you know, the record I would start with. Bringing you some musical medicine. Yeah, uh, Alan Toussaint also. Uh, I thought it, yes, produced this mm-hmm. record, which is also uh, what to seek out. Um, also, like a good like fall song for me is "Southern Nights" by Alan Toussaint. Um, check that out. It's just got that like good mm. kind of like winding down vibe um but yeah a lot of this could be like a summer record for a lot of people but for me it's pure like getting colder out and it's you know trying to keep the mood positive and good and yeah um such a night and right place wrong time for me or just good such a night right place wrong time too kind of got that it's kind of got the spooky new orleans vibe yeah yeah yeah. well that's that's what i was gonna say like i like that this was your pick because that like you know you know when you think of when you think of new orleans i mean the things you almost immediately think of it's like it's like the southern version of salem in the way that it's like there's voodoo all voodoo magic stuff, yeah. witchcrafty yeah. sort of stuff too you know and like these these crazy haunted houses that are down you know like that that whole thing like and even like right right place wrong time like i think of that song like walking down the street and it's getting cold and to the beat of like the don't 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 and the drums just, you know, pounding, you know, the backbeat. So. Ziggy Modalist. That's uh, that's my uh, hmm. that's my choice. Right on. Dr. John in the uh, the fall. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Well, if we're if we're only doing two more rounds, I don't know if this count. Uh, I don't know if I should. Let's do this. it, Mike. Do I'm it. just saying I don't do know if it would count because it. it's not. Get it, controversial. It's not controversial. It's just it's. It's whale sounds. It's whale. <laughs> It's three hours of underwater sea creature noises. Uh, no, it's and maybe it's it's a it's not a bit. It's definitely on the nose. I, I wouldn't consider it an album, although I'm sure you could find a chunk of this on an album that's this season. But the Red Priest, man, Vivaldi, Autumn. You know that you know Autumn by Vivaldi. No. I mean, probably yes, but sure, I know that. I hope that's not spring. No, spring is. It sounds like you're just humming the same thing in like a different tone. They sound exactly like Luke's ring ringback sounds. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure your ringback sound is autumn. I think that's it. No, I think his was spring. Is it spring? Anyway, 
All right. Well, never mind. I have we a won't, ring back tone. We guys. won't. I'm not gonna go with that pick. You don't I guess I'll just. I called I'll... you the other day. It didn't do any music. None at all. No. It oh finally no! It finally expired. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame, really, because can't you hear me knocking? Was the ring back tone before uh, that? Nice. It's specifically the line about having cocaine, cocaine eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine eyes. That was back when Luke still had the. Uh, what was that phone that you had? It had the slide-up keyboard, right? I had an NV2 when oh, everybody had, like, an iPhone 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the good days. All right. Well, maybe I won't. Okay. I'll just say I'll... Delete. I'll, delete. Or delete, honorable, honorable, delete mention, honorable mention. Honorable <laughs> mention. Are we deleting No, this? no. Delete don't delete that. it. Don't delete it. Let it roll. <laughs> like like Lars Ulrich's stats. Delete. Uh, uh, we'll I say to him, uh, delete that. <laughs> Michael's like, the format was album choices. I chose a piece of classical music. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, album choices. It's still music, guys. It's still music. It's so album, we'll call though. it, I know, but we'll call it, uh, it's on an album. That's Vivaldi's Four Seasons. <laughs> the many versions of that record that was probably delete made. That. All right, delete that. <laughs> um, all right, well, here we go. I'm going to go with something a little bit more, I guess, up to date in comparison to fucking, <laughs> compared to fucking Baroque music, I guess. <laughs> but um, this album came out in 2012 instead of... You know, seventeen twelve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go with the self-titled Lumineers album. Oh, oh man, hey. you're going oh. with this one. I'm going with this one. Okay. Listen, I, I, I figured oh. I was. I'm sorry, I didn't go with Mumford and Sons. Listen, okay. uh, I was going to group. I was actually <laughs> Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Much better group. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. When we're thinking of look, look, Fleet Foxes. Fleet, much okay. better group. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Father John missed these too whiny for me. Yeah. He's just yeah, complaining Father, over Father music is, all the time. He was barely a drummer in Fleet Foxes. He wasn't. He's not Fleet Foxes. Uh, I guess. I guess. That has a similar vibe. Anyway, go with your thing. Anyway, Lumineers. the Lumineers, just because, again, when I'm thinking of fall, sure. autumn rather, yeah. uh, in the in the Thresher house, this was a yeah. regular, regular spin, man. Acoustic Especially guitar, some shakers. Yeah, you know, and it's just like auto. It's an au- nice, crisp autumn morning, you know, yeah. and the sun's finally peeking through the windows and the house is starting to warm up from the cool autumn evening. And then you throw on a Lumineers record, and you just like you 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 make yourself a nice cup of coffee, and you sit on the couch you pour and it you... directly in your lap because you're <laughs> yeah. listening to the Lumineers. <laughs> make sure that you're wearing your suspenders and a Listen, belt. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> haters gonna hate, but you know why you have this record in your home? Because my wife bought it. No, I bought that record oh. for your wife. Oh well, whatever. What a gift. Merry the gift Christmas, that keeps on giving. Merry Christmas. You're getting a Lumineers record. I don't know. I'm, I felt illuminated. I'm only hating generally because I don't know the Lumineers. I just know that one song, and I assume it's off this album. Yeah, and it's in the, and they were part of that sort of like pop bluegrass resurgence thing. There's yeah. a reason why we're saying it. We're sharp in the magnetic zeros. And we're saying Mumford and Sons. We're saying Fleet Foxes, all that stuff. Because it was kind of like this... this Three-year wave. Of, yeah, remember yeah. it was it was kind of crazy because it was like when you turned on the radio, it was like it was yeah. always just that, and that you know it's it's all these sort of like, and we're nice still people. going to weddings and listening to it that are themed after this movement. All wow. every modern wedding is themed Ugh. after this. Oh yeah, like boho, like boho, like uh, yeah. the centerpieces have like burlap around them. Yeah. <laughs> chalk, <laughs> mason jars, mason jars filled with like covered in burlap and yeah. like cho- yeah, chalkboards, charcuterie boards, oh, charcuterie, right. Edison Char- light bulbs. Yeah. yeah, Edison. Yeah, exactly. That, thank the Lumineers, man. It's always in a barn. The Lumineers are twinkly have, lights are going to be giving you fall vibes for yeah. for a lifetime. So you be- know what, Mike. 
I'm going to say that I don't enjoy this album. We're going to give a round of applause. A round of applause. A round of applause. Thank you. It's good to win. It's just good to win one. <laughs> Every fucking album. You're like, ah, garbage. You know, I have to bring that flavor to the are, podcast. Are Lumineers, are they American? Yeah. Because I know some oh. of those bands yeah. were not American. They have a tiny desk concert that's actually not half bad. Yeah? Yeah. You know? Uh, yes. I'll give it to you, Mike. I'll give it to you. I think they're American, though. Or th- yeah. throw the civil wars in that group oh, of bands yeah, too, yeah. please. Why do people get married and they're like, you know what? It goes well with the day that I want to celebrate living in the 1870s. <laughs> I don't <laughs> fucking understand it. I don't. I don't either. I don't get it. In the modern age, it's charming. <laughs> it can be, but it also it can be. It can go bad quick, though. It's like you're you're. It's a, it's a fine line between yeah, clever stupid. and stupid. <laughs> but you're out there in a barn, like you're about to like go toil in the fields and then people everyone has their iphone out recording and it's like a little bit of yeah yeah it's a little, little tongue in cheek there i think we all knew that we had a better time when we were just in the Simpler. fields you yeah. know having fun farming <laughs> you know having, having fun, fun. <laughs> working, working 18 hours a day <laughs> listen we worked 18 hours a day but we got shit-faced every night yeah yeah that's true and we didn't take care of our children and, and people, then we died of dysentery yeah, at the age of 41 <laughs> Renal failure. Hey ho, guys! Hey, Great yeah. choice, man. Mike. Oh. Great choice. So, I like it. You know, it. thank you. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. It's hey. good to win. You one. know what oh. you're gonna get for that? Mike? Oh, oh, the blessed <laughs> dream. <laughs> <laughs> Very much in line <laughs> with the Lumineers <laughs> too. I now I pronounce you man <laughs> and wife. <laughs> I think that's how three Lumineer songs start is with a train whistle. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Their main song writer oh. is a whistleist. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know they recorded the entire album on top of one of those self-propelled train cars. <laughs> <laughs> All field recording. Yeah, exactly. So Good there you Lord. go. They, there is uh, definitely hey. a documentary of, of bands of this time period. Mumford & Sons, mm. um, Old Crow Medicine Show, and Edward Sharp went on a, uh. a tour in a train <laughs> across uh, uh, Canada. So, uh, oh boy, Papa was a Rolling Stone. Yeah. Oh boy. Shout out, shout out to Old Crow Medicine Show though too, because I feel like they were like the they usher. I feel like they kind of helped usher that in yeah, in, a, in a in a pure way before it got crazy like radio commercial. They sold out like everyone else. Oh yeah, of course they did because they were probably they have cocaine habits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So anyway, there you are, the Lumineers. Um, my next pick is um. It's like a it's a jazzy soul record or a soulful jazz. jazz record. <laughs> um, it's by the London singer Leanne Le Havas, and it's her second album. It's called Blood. Uh, it reminds me of Fall because her voice is just so beautiful. It's it has this natural vibrato that is just like very um, transfixing, and her songwriting is just. Uh, it's exquisite it's like really well-made music she plays guitar so it's a lot i think there's some acoustic guitar but it's mostly like finger-picked electric guitar and um just the the way that she stacks harmonies with herself and the way that it just has these uh kind of emotional plaintive heartbreak and love songs and uh i listened to this album i don't think it came out in the fall but I got heavy into this album during a particular fall period. And uh, this was another one I hadn't really re- revisited in about two years. But I immediately put it on and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fall. This is, it's like sweater music mm. or like blanket on a couch music 
or waking up and going outside and seeing like the mist of your breath. Um, yeah, so highly recommend it. I think it's from 2015 or 2016. And it's just, it, it's just beautiful. Like honestly, Leanne Lejavis has one of my favorite voices of all time. Like I could listen to her sing the song, sing the phone book. She is just amazing. She's had a couple of tiny desk concerts and some great live radio spots that are really worth checking out. If you think that the voice is like a studio, like, oh, they tweak things like, no, she's just a knockdown, like dead on pitch and perfectly um, placed. And like the way she does her vocal stuff is just like, it's astounding. So blood leanne the harvest put it on spin it great cover it's like this pink background and she has like flowers around her and yeah it's just like it's definitely music you put on when it's like the first day where you really have to start wearing sweaters again <laughs> yeah yeah no i like that i've never i've never listened to that record but i just followed her on inst or on um spotify so yeah she's great she has i think she has three studio albums <laughs> And this is the second one, and to me, it's still my favorite. Maybe because I listen to it the most, but also, I feel like it's a little lighter and brighter than her most recent one, her self-titled third album. Um, but all of her albums are very fall or spring, conversely, you know. Um, but yeah, Le Leanne Lahavas, check out any of her music. I like, I love. Yes, Luca. All right, my last pick is. Uh, I'm going to go with a weird one, um, a band I always want to give more attention to, uh, and one I enjoy seemingly in the fall time a lot. Uh, I'm going to go with NRBQ in their live record from 1987 at Lupo's Heartbreak Hotel. Uh, mm. God bless us all. Um, this record for me, I just got into in the fall, and I just really like the old like rock and roll stylings of this band um and i really enjoy like the beatlesy harmonies and the craziness and the tongue-in-cheekness of it all with like the beatlesy harmonies um they do a great cover of uh billy stewart sitting in the park i don't know if you know that song yep <clears throat> but um they do like a just a great cover of it that i really like also there's uh some jazzy stuff on here they have a tune called like mouthwatering that's pretty much just like a jazzy rock like trombone solo oh, cool. um it's a lot of fun and like the bass tone in this record for me like it just makes me think of fall like this is a great bass and drum sound record um probably like some of the best i've ever heard like on electric bass it's so thumping like he sounds like he's playing like an acoustic bass hmm. um so it's kind of like back to roots music and it's yeah that record oh. Uh, it's kind of like back to roots music. It's like that '80s vibe of like, um, you know, rockabilly kind of thing. It's like a little bit of what like the Stray Cats had, but a completely like um, more like ridiculous, over the top vibe with it. Yeah. Um, and I just really love this record. If you want like what NRBQ sounds like in any like period, like what they sound like best, this is the album I would point anybody to first because they were at first like a, the best live band. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just really, really like this record. Um, they literally get, like, sung off stage by the audience. Like, they do play, like, a song, like, I gotta go, babe, but it don't gotta be like that. And the audience is singing it back to them. The band gets quieter and quieter, and the, the audience is singing 
to them and then they just walk off stage and all you hear is the audience like singing still mm, cool. um it's just a great record and um one of my favorite live records and a great for this time of year because it's like um chill and very very happy mm. um so that's that's why i like it yeah yeah that was what that's 1987 yes yeah um yeah and uh you know just tons of fun tons of fun yeah so right I, on yeah you i i never really got into nrbq until i met you and then i just once i like, got scraps that's the one with like the bowling shoes on the cover i think yeah this, uh that's where i was like oh shit these guys are for me like i don't good. know i don't know how to explain it really but the rubberiness of the bass on this record makes me think of why this is a fall record and i don't know if that makes sense to anybody but try mm. try to listen to it and think of that and mm. that's why i think of this i don't know why mm. so yeah. So there we go. Um, for oh crap, for my last pick. Oh, do I want to go there? I don't know if I want to go there. You got one choice. Uh, if I, I mean, if if I if I make the choice that I'm about to make, it might be the biggest get in the garage upset in history. Let's hear it. I know you already called out the Lumineers, but then we gave you a round of applause. So it yeah. was uh, my emotion. It was a half like, ironic round of applause. Yes. <laughs> my emotions. Just like the Lumineers themselves. Half ironic. My, so my emotions have been stirred this episode. This one. Okay. Well, get ready. Buckle up, baby. Ready. Um, so, all right. Now, I, I want to preface this with oh, saying boy. that when I think of the fall, one of the, one of the feelings that I get is back to school. Right, I mean that's the thing, right? So back to school, back to, school <laughs> to prove to dad that I'm not a fool. Uh, <laughs> shout out Adam Sandler and the Adam Sandler estate. Uh, so again, what I think of is I think of back to school, right? So what's a? I was trying to think what's an album that really like sort of brings that emotion up in me, right? And that idea of like. Listening to something, it's, you know, school's back in, it's everything's cooling off, it's becoming fall. And I am going to select, oh, I'm so nervous to do this, Dookie by Green Day. Uh, sorry, by the world's greatest band. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the one. Okay, because, because, I respect it. Because, like, I don't know, I, I've, that, because it was such a popular record and, like, yeah. Like I, I had a long walk from my house to the bus stop. Like my uphill both ways. Uphill both <laughs> ways, uh, you know. And I just, I, I, I guess I just remember like having a Walkman with you know whatever CD I put together using my cousin's Napster account, and it had it had Green Day on it, man. And yeah. I just remember like it just gives me that feeling of like. You know, you get up in the morning and it's almost kind of like you're late for the bus. So you hurry up and you scarf something down and then you like run. And my parents' driveway was like close to a quarter of a mile long. Yeah. And it w I just remember like seeing the bus on the like coming up the road and literally just running down the driveway to catch it. And then in Mike's ears, it's just like ding, 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 the Green Day Greatest Hits oh. package that came out before yeah. American Idiot. That's what I was rocking all yeah. the time. Yeah, I, I I hear that like back to school. Yeah, it's yeah, just got that vibe to it. Yeah, you know what listen, I mean? You listen to like you know like uh, uh you, you know 
for me it was like when I come around. Yeah, stuff like that. And then uh, uh It's the American Pie era. You know what I mean? It's that vibe stew. like down out, down out, down out. Yeah. Basket case and it was on Dookie. Yeah, you know. And it was and all that type of punk rockish pop like I said, like the movie American Pie. I'm not talking about yeah. you know, the song. The day the music died. Uh but yeah, it's that it's that, you know, it's that that it just feels like that you know chunk of time no i i I hear i hear that completely you know yeah and i'm not gonna i i you know we shit on green day all the time on this podcast (laughs) and by shit i mean we praise them sarcastically (laughs) um but yo like credit where credit's due man i mean you know i dressed up like billy joe armstrong in in black and like with a red tie and like a button-up shirt to ask (laughs) a girl out Oh, one time. He put on his Sunday's in, best in yeah, eighth yeah. grade, <laughs> and now that girl lives with me. It's for it's hilarious. Oh, no, ah, there like, we go. Oh, it's so great. She got one whip for the dookie. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was an a, American just, idiot. Just Thank a you. Nimrod. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Jesus of suburbia. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So yeah. There you go. Green, green Day with Dookie. You know there there are three albums because they weren't really. We played our generation played them after they came out, but there were the three albums I remember everybody played that were pop punk, or in that kind of realm, was Dookie, um, Sublime, self titled. Yep. And what was the Offspring album with? Uh, Why don't you get a job and Pretty Fly for a White Boy and uh, Oh, I'll look that it up. record. Because that was another one. Is called yeah. It has bugs. It had cartoon drawings of it bugs had, and children bugs. on it. Yeah, yeah, the kid on a swing, and then yeah. there's bugs, and the album. Americana. Called, oh, no. Americana. So My those albums, they all came out between like '94 <laughs> and '97, '98, probably. But in '99 to 2001, every kid of our generation was like, "Oh, this is my well, older, older brother's CD collection," and we're all playing this now. What about Animal of the State? Would you throw that one right. in there? I and would, but that was '99, so I think that was oh, okay. that was big in its moment. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, for our generation, I should say. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, res- I respect. I can't even think about music I listened to when I was like a school age kid. Dude, I remember being in like eighth grade and listening to Stairway to Heaven mm. like over and over, just thinking I was so cool. Just being like, yeah. I just There's to, a lady. <laughs> I, yeah, I just listened to Stairway to Heaven. Does so. anybody remember laughter? It's no big deal. No big deal. I'm just cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> That's what I'm just was, cool man. like that. Yeah. That's what it was. All so. right. Let's get to uh right. well I have I have a lot of a lot of choices, but the one I'm gonna go with um, what do we got? I'm gonna go with Kendrick Lamar's "Good Kid, Mad City." Oh, because that came out in uh. a fall, and out of all of his discography, it is the most fall-sounding one. Yeah, because it's a little more melancholic, a little bit more, a little darker. Um, it was him still grinding and like trying to break, and like this is the album that was his major label debut, and. He became huge after this album. Um, this album still fully, fully holds up. Dude. And I saw him live it, the ne- the following spring. So it was like at Uni- UMass Amherst or something. It, he wasn't big, big yet, but he was like, oh, this is the next big guy. And I remember seeing him live, and all the songs he had up to that point were from Good Kid, Mad City or like his uh, his independent releases before that. 
and he was the first hip hop artist I'd ever seen live go live without any uh, vocal backing track, mm. which is rare. Like most of those guys have full vocal backing track, and they kind of like half say half the words half the time. Yeah, <laughs> and right, he right. was like carrying the full weight. And um, yeah, this album it's like a concept album. It's a day in the life type of album where it has interludes that connect all the songs together and it's like talking basically like his perspective of being like a 17 year old kid growing up in compton and uh the things he goes through in that day and yeah it's the and the songs on this record too man yeah it might, backseat it, freestyle yeah bitch don't kill my vibe swimming pools swimming pools yeah money trees poetic justice Poetic justice dude yeah this is uh shireen master splinter's daughter like yeah, the whole album. The art of peer pressure. Yeah, I I love Kendrick Lamar, and if I were gonna list like his, I call him his four major label debut major label albums because I include the uh, unmixed, unmastered, or whatever that one's called that came after just to pimp a butterfly. This isn't maybe isn't my favorite, but on certain days it is my favorite, and in fall it definitely is my favorite because his other albums have slightly different moods and. Uh, yeah, the fact that this album is all a day in the life type of concept puts it perfectly in fall for me because it never kind of it purposely stays in one sonic like area. It yeah. it's very diverse song to song, but it has a ov- overarching mood. And I and it's yeah, cuz I I when I listen to this album myself, it does bring me back to a time. It, yeah, cuz it came out october of 2012 yeah so i do i like i feel you because i remember when this came out and like a buddy of mine being like hey man like this he's the dude he's like the new dude you know and listening to it and being like holy shit man this is like because his flow was so different than what was in the mainstream because pretty much you know i mean like the southern rap thing happened and everybody kind of like started getting that sort of flow you know and that i love about him is he was just so so fresh and like oh this is like a different yeah, this is a different thing. So, because vocal, like flow and vocally and like tone and pitch and stuff. Yeah, he mixes in like the Outcast type of style with the Snoop Dogg type of style with the Nas type of style. He like very much. He goes all over the place, and he does those weird like doubled up vocal parts where he has that the sound Lil, Lil that's Wayne like type of stuff. Yeah, 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 right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that yeah. Martian-y sort of right. uh, yeah vocal filter. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Right. What's this, what's the song? Um, it's called like, like sing, sing I'm Dying of Thirst, where he does each verse is a different person's perspective. Um, yeah, yeah, just just crazy. Really great album. Yeah. Really great fall album. I have it on vinyl, Luke. If you want to borrow it, listen to it. I might. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Right on. So there you have it. Some fall favorite album picks from you boys in the garage or in the basement. Um, so uh, we kind of talked a little bit about, um, and it's, it's maybe instead of doing like what we've been listening to, one of us each week picks an album and we all listen to it and then we all just, you know, kind of like have a little discussion about it. So to finish off, we are going to do that. Uh, the record, it was my turn, I guess you could say, to pick an album. And the album that I went with was Shuggy Otis. And the record is called Freedom Flight. Uh, it was released in 1971. Shuggy Otis, I did some research on him. He played bass on Peaches and Regalia, the Frank Zappa mm. album on Hot Rats. Uh, he was a session guy. His father was also 
really heavily involved in music in the business. <coughs> and um, this was a, an album that was recommended to me by the Spotify algorithm a few months back. Uh, probably like at some point last year. I downloaded it. I didn't really listen to it. Uh, and then I, uh, it kind of like popped, you know, I got rid of it and then just, you know, for space reasons and all that. And then it kind of popped back up again. And right as we were deciding to do this, so I was like, you know what? Like, I want to give this album like a full thorough, you know, a good mm-hmm. listen. So why don't we just go with this? It's 1971. It's kind of like right in that sweet spot in terms of what I really enjoy musically. Uh, and, um, I was really pleasantly surprised by the record. I felt at times it sounded like a Hendrix record. At times it sounded like a Sly and the Family Stone record. Yeah, at yeah. times it sounded like a Prince-ish record. Yeah. At times it sounded like um, like a BB King record. Mm-hmm. So uh, I really loved like the musical diversity across this album. And he's known. Um, his dad Johnny Otis was a big music manager, um, like an A and R or like president, et cetera, for different record labels. He discovered. Edit James and Big Mama Thornton and helped uh, helped a lot of other early rock and roll R&B people on their path to success. And uh, Shuggy Otis, I knew of him because his version of Strawberry Letter 23, which was a big funk hit for the Brothers Johnsons, the Brothers Johnson a couple of years after this album, hit Shuggy's version always comes up and I listened to it and I never really loved it because the Brothers Johnson version is like, Quincy Jones produced pristine pop funk masterpiece. Yeah. And the Shuggy version is like, almost sounds like, um, who's the guy you like? It sounds like Todd Rundgren. Todd Rundgren. Yeah. Oh, it sounds yeah, like yeah, Todd yeah. Rundgren Dude, doing Okay. Oh, thank you so thing. much because I, yeah. when I first heard Strawberry 23, it was yeah. because of the Spotify algorithm. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard the Brothers Johnson one afterwards. Brothers Johnson one sounds like a Michael Jackson tune. Right. And this is so slanky. Yeah. And like, sev- it's so 70s. I and think so- it's also like either a, f- it might be like a full step. Yeah. In it's terms a, of the key, it, lower. Right. Like, Brother Johnson do it in a. The Brothers Johnson key. one sounds like a, like a cocaine classic. Right. right. And then this one is just like a pure, like, yeah. Sla- it's just, uh, it's so Todd Rundgren. But it has all the elements too, because it has the, the bells part yeah. and the. So and there's and, really yeah. no there's no chorus to the song no. really except like the yeah. refrain of like my baby yes yeah. and um uh, the so it also has that great guitar solo like not it's not even like a guitar solo it's like a tappy it's like inter- yeah it's like a tappy thing where it's like yeah I love like the the melody is so good it's so good it's like goopy right yeah um this song doesn't sound like any other song in the record by the way i don't think oh i think it sounds kind of like the first one kind of yeah ice cold when i was listening to it i found it was like okay tracks one and tracks one and two are probably like side a and side b of a single and then everything in the middle is basically him being like, "See, I thought I'm this great guitar blues. player." Yeah. See, and then I thought the B side to the at the end of this record, whatever that song was, "One Room Country Shack." That's the B side. I I thought that was the B side because Freedom, that's not on the album. That's not on the album. That's a bonus. That's why I thought that was oh, the B side. Oh, okay. I sh- wasn't saying because I know what the A and B right. side is for the single. No, no, I'm no, just no, saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah. assumption. Uh, but yeah, that that song too is pretty crazy because, at, you know, because he. He gives you this sort of like belly poppy seventy stuff. The, the last one, one room country shack. Oh, the bonus track, yeah. Yeah, uh, but that song is so like 
riffy and like heavy and fuzzy and it almost reminds me of like you know the kind of the the heavy rock the hard rock that was happening around the time of 71 like it's it sounded like almost mountainish at times it's like it has this sort of like yeah heavy like you know the, the riff well and how about this the so you have kind of pre-disco kind of that funk soul stuff that blue stuff and then the the side two of the lp are two long instrumental jams yeah. that I think are awesome. Purple and then uh, Freedom, uh, Freedom Flight. Flight. Freedom Flight, the, the, the title track. And they're like long in a good way, like seven and then maybe 12 minutes or something. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't realize that he is a multi-instrumentalist. He's the guitar player on the album. Uh, he plays bass on some of the tracks. He does percussion. And the thing that was really surprising to me is I had never. I don't think I've ever heard an album that was this musically mature, made by someone this young. Because he was seventeen when he made this album. What? Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at Shuggy Otis, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know the single that I've always kind of been like, well, it's okay, but the Brother Johnson's version's better. And then I started reading about, it, and I looked at his date of birth. And I'm like, wait, I thought that his album came out before the Brother Johnson. I did the math. And I'm like, this dude was seventeen when he made this, dude. Album. and he wrote all the songs he got for one. Yeah. yeah, and and his dad produced it with him, and, and it's like and the, it's crazy. Uh, another crazy thing about him too is you know the Super Sessions record. Yeah, Al Cooper. There was a uh, there was a follow up to that Cooper session. Mm. It was the 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 second Super Sessions, and uh, he played all the guitars on that, and he was 15 years old. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when your dad is a big music person. Yeah. And you just grow up around it your whole life. You said uh, the proto-disco thing. The first song has, like, heavy proto-disco vibes on it. And, I mean, like, that's what I really liked about, like, the A side of the record is you got a bunch of different, like, cool, like, it was almost like proto-prince, right? Like, in the way that it mixed a bunch of musical textures that were, like, popular. And it was innovative, like, proto-disco. The first song, Ice Cold Daydream was like way ahead of its time it was super funky too um and then you get like the singer songwriter vibe it's mm. like a uh, strawberry 23 mm. um and then like it gets sweet keeps, thing yes like it keeps song. getting yeah 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 it, but it keeps getting jammier as you yeah. keep going on yeah, and gets like man. more hendrixy right. as you like but yeah. the, you know i, I also like th- thought this had like um freedom flight that song mm-hmm. the uh last song definitely had like a maggot brain vibe but in a a different sense where this one felt like it was um more of like a comment on like maybe like the american soldier and maybe like the american i don't know i got that kind of like patriotic like um dissonance vibe from it um but like where where like the maggot brain solo is almost like the same kind of like reactionary thing to you know what i mean war and that kind of thing um but like the bells uh, in it yeah. was so like different sounding and funky um i liked the b side of this record but i liked his like vocal styling so i was like i, like I could have yeah. used like like on purple like that was an instrumental yeah, i wish there were some vocals i wish there was like yeah. cool vocals on that yeah. song like because he could have done something interesting there but um like overall like um it's this record was amazing it was yeah. super super cool yeah ainsley dunbar played drums on a couple of tracks oh yeah who was the first Journey drummer and played with Zappa and yep. everybody basically in the 70s and 80s. Um, 
Wilton Felder played bass. Wilton Felder is the bass player of the Jackson Five. So, uh, like, I Want You Back in ABC and Pretzel Logic album by Steely Dan. And um, also has the Blackberries do some uh, vocals. I think it's only on the last track, the uh, Country Shack, but the Blackberries was a three-piece of female singers who were session singers who uh, uh, Cindy King, Shirley Matthews, and Vanetta Fields, I think, are the names. But they play, They sang with, like, everybody from 1968 till the 80s. Like, uh, they were former members of the Ike and Tina Review and the Ray Letts, the, uh, what's his name? Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Yeah, backup singers. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of great people, a lot of great session people. And the dude, like, yeah, I, other than, honestly, like, other than the Billie Eilish album that came out two years ago, the what when we all fall asleep where do we go album i've i've never heard an album made by a 17 or 18 year old who like that sounded like this yeah it's that, like was this like this <laughs> it's it's a completed complete, thought yeah, like, and it's yeah. and it's real songs it's like really catchy like yeah because like, it's not pop but it's so catchy yeah because yeah. like he took like like what hendrix was doing mm-hmm. as like somebody that was like black you know with a guitar and was like making like those kind of like uh pieces of art like uh the um the live record uh, band of gypsies yep. but then he takes like purple and it's like it's more of like a funky silkier mm. smoother guitar over yeah. it not abrasive solo and he's mm. putting a different flavor on it and he's kind of like this album is very like guitar hero-esque mm. and that's you know that's also why i enjoyed it. it was like a different flavor of like the soul guitar hero of that time because like in popular culture we have Jimi hendrix as like that guitar hero but this is like another flavor of that in the same period. And it has a lot of different things to show of like what was going on with the guitar. Yeah. And he showed his chops on the record. That's the thing where you listen to him like doing sort of these very like BB King style solos at times and at other times like sort of more fuzzed out stuff. Um, there were moments on this record where I was listening to it. I think it might have been in purple where there's this sort of saxophone solo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is almost dark side of the moonish to me now. Like there's. You know what I mean? Like, isn't there just, a cool harmonica solo on one of yep, these tracks? Yeah, yes, there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that was on me, me and my woman. Yeah, the harmonica so. solo yeah. was on. Yeah. Um, but that was like a that you listen to that and you're like, oh, this is kind of like a blue standard, you right. know? So he was like, he did this funk, solely poppy stuff, but then he also gave you that kind of like blues flavor too. So I just thought it was a really nicely like well rounded record. I feel yeah. like there's like something on there for everybody. Yes. Uh, also shout out to like the album format side of having the instrumentals on the B side and right. all the vocals on the A side, yeah. like the the jammy half and then the pop half. Like that stuff is like forgotten about nowadays in 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 um sequencing, I think, like a lot of the times, but like that shit I I love People would face. never do that the, no. nowadays. But people no. used to do it all yeah. the time back in the day or they do like the the ballad side and the right. fast side, which is like would be insane to think about now, but people mm. were like super into that then. It would be like it's like too many EPs if you right. think about, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know, but yeah, yeah Freedom Flight, Shuggy Otis. Check it out. Check he's out. young, man. He's I think even now he's like sixty five, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And this was out in nineteen seventy one. You're That's right how because young he was. when I looked up like if I would I looked up his Wikipedia page, it was like See, present. Was yeah. I was like, oh, he's still alive. I was like, oh, we'll go for yeah. 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 Great album. Though. Yeah. So there you have it, our fall picks and our weekly album pick.
Strawberry Leather 23. Yeah, check it out. What a great song, man. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Before we end this conversation, yeah. Yeah. could we also just state that it's great, the lyrical concept of that song is beautiful, right. that they were writing songs back and forth to each other, and that she had sent him 23, 22. or 22, yeah. and then what you're now listening to was the love note of 23, right. which is why it's named that. I just thought that was like a beautiful twist of like lyric. Yeah. So before we end, shout yes. out to uh, Creativity. For sure. And definitely <laughs> shout, shout out, out to, to Creativity. creativity. <laughs> Can we make t-shirts that say that, please? Shout out to We'll make it in the garage t-shirts. That's, that, that's, this, that's this, the logo, the saying. Anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe on all social media platforms and podcast streaming services. This has been Get in the Garage. And this train keeps a rolling. Rookie. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.